Railworks video game choo choo's anime podcast that is uh 136 weeks give or take we did we had a couple non two weeks in the middle but actually if you add a couple or in the middle at the beginning if you add a couple i think that's about right so that's crazy that's over two years that's great we're doing great um with me for the whole two years has been john Hooray! I've been around a long time. Hello. Hey, old man. Uh, hey, it was my birthday, else. so yeah, it was your I, birthday. I, yeah, you are I the am old a man whole now. another year older. Mm-hmm. Fucked up that it that is. happens to everyone mm-hmm. every day. Um, Elvie's basically been here two years. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think so. This is my. It was very um, quick after we started. So. Yeah, yeah. I, it can't, time goes by. It's it's screw, pretty screwed up how the Ugh. how this planet has to turn a full circle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like I I don't know, I don't know the exact date. I don't remember. I feel like it was like spring summer season at some point. Um, for for me when I when I got on board. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, happy. I think it was a spring. Yeah. Yeah, happy unlimited rail works of anniversary. Sorry, it's I was something. trying to, I'm I was trying to combine words. <laughs> <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, that's sort of what we do. We combine words, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't work. Sometimes they don't. You. Sometimes um, they don't work. <laughs> a lot of times they don't um, work. The, um, uh, you know, Maverick is also here, has not been here for two years, but, you know, I, uh, it, I, I, I wish, I wish he was, because it's been a delight. How's that? I don't know, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good transition. I'm the Akachan, <laughs> got a Daisuke Ore des. Okay, never yeah. mind. Um, <laughs> let me, yeah, let me I know you were trying to get out of here. <laughs> every, I, I want to know if every single like uh, intro I've done has just been a pile of shit. Because I... <laughs> I don't know. I think you did the normal one at least once. Maybe. I, I don't know. There's been ones where it's like... I, I think your first one, you did a normal one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first <laughs> one. No, I think I... And then uh, everything broke loose. Did I even do yeah. a bit for that one? I think my bit was like, oh, I might be in the wrong podcast. I thought this was the fucking... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I like variety. Vari- you animal. What are Listen, you doing? You're I'm sick. playing it You're fast right? and loose. Call this? me... Uh, what's his fucking okay. name? What's, oh, what's his name? Cookboy. Uh, Yuki Hirosoma, because I'm always cooking with that spice of life. And it's unfortunate for everyone, because you always have to go buy new clothes at the Old Navy. (laughs) Thank Mm. you. (laughs) Uh, 
I'd, I'd take it you, back. You know, again. you know I when you like. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say related. To, you know, like when you get a sandwich, and sometimes you know, and yeah. you're like, "This looks great. This looks great. This looks filling. This has all the things I want." But then you start to bite into it. You hold it the traditional way you hold a sandwich. There's too many things in the middle. It starts falling apart. Mm. Is that me? That Am was I a very sandwich? thick sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I it was just there's analogy. too much I meat really in here. <laughs> and because yeah, it just falls. It's like this. This okay. This is a salad now. I guess just, just toss it in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> folks. Anime. Folks. Um, anime. No thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, no thank you. No, you've had enough. Uh, we had your film. Maybe. I don't know. I, I've had a. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We have something we could talk about. Yeah, but go ahead. No, go I was going to yeah. say to lead into that. This week has definitely been a case of me having to, uh, you know, as as we alluded to in the previous uh, discussion of the summer season, this is definitely one where it's kind of just like, I'll, I'll hitch my rope onto anything if it's good. And, you know, I'm really trying to give some things some chances. We we can definitely get into the thing that has that in our talk we have all just had the same reaction to. I I don't mind starting with it to get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. All right. For sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Have you seen this, LV? Yeah, L- yeah. LV is like LV is like waiting with bated breath about this because I am. You, you, I am like yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah, innocent you talk about ever being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talked about how you haven't watched the show. You just yeah, not not seen, entirely. Yep. Yeah, you've seen clips. So uh, where's my beer yeah. for this? I didn't. Buy- <laughs> yeah, I'm grabbing the code red. Um, all right, so so yeah, uh, Dragon made this back in force. Um, <laughs> in force. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is Kiyoani's first. TV anime since the the fire, um, a choice. Let's say that is a choice <laughs> to make. Um, now uh, I don't know about y'all, but I, I when I watched the first season of Dragon Maid, obviously, it has more than a few issues, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the highs outweighed the lows for me personally. That I was able to. I wouldn't say it's on the level where I'm like, oh, I'm going to ride or die by this. But it was like, these are some cute moments. These are some nice moments. You know, I always like to see some Willowa content, as they say. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, this time around, they've really... Hmm. How to put this? Hmm. Hmm. Um... Not great. That's what I can say. Uh, not great. Um, as I, I think we've known, uh, this, this, this was going to have the dick arc, um, as I've come to call it, which was thankfully mercifully short. Um, yeah. And that, but there is so much more to hate. Um, honestly, John, I need you to do this because I think I'll just snap. I'll snap. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't. All right. I will. Uh, I will take up your burden, Rose. So. Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess, I guess I want to just at least say that I feel like KyoAni is once again, kind of 
doing what they can with what they were given in a sense. Like Do you think so? M- maybe I I mm. <laughs> I want to be nice because of what happened. Like You, you don't know? have to be nice because of what happened. All right. Okay. The Elulu shit, it's bad. It's fucking bad. It's really bad. Like I I, I straight up said it in the in, in our in our in our um in our Discord chat where I was just like, man, it really sucks that like one of the better found family stories with a bunch of lesbians in it is it's written by a pedophile. <laughs> like Yeah. It's no, fucked. John, don't forget. Don't forget. You know, Kobayashi, she's not into that kind of stuff. No way, no, no way, no how. Oh, no There's way. There's no, no way that a Kobayashi is interested in that kind of stuff, despite her interest in maid culture, despite her uh, peculiar interests overall, despite the way that she focuses on stuff. No, no, no way. She, like, uh, uh, a woman loving woman? I, I'm adjusting my fake classes here. Go, 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 what? No. Yeah, yeah, there's a it, lot more of that this season. It feels yeah, and like. it fucking sucks. It really <laughs> sucks. I complained about God. this with slime, but this is even worse. Uh, slime, slimes for three hundred years, not not slime, which arguably has gone the only more gay. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that's something that's really struck me is that they're going out of their way multiple times to have a bunch of like gay shit, quote unquote, happen, and then she just goes, well. I will never fuck any of them or something. And it's like, why did you say that out of nowhere? What is that? <laughs> like, what? It's insane. It's I'm just not saving my virginity for anything, but I just don't want to waste it on y'all. And it's kind of just like... Why did you who, say that? Who, why, why are yeah. you saying this? <laughs> why would you... <laughs> and that's sort of the prevailing notion, I feel like, with season two. Is this idea of, why are you saying this? Why are you doing this? There is a scene where the Alulu character... So the Alulu character to introduce it is this little creature. Little. Uh, uh, who has boobs the size of the moon. They well, are the really huge. The rest, the rest of her the size of the rest is really of her. small. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? What's that... Uh, what's that meme post again? Like, those are some big wally-wham boozle gaga gaga Yeah. They um, they literally brought in the new girl that has even bigger Gus Blocker Dukadoos. Like that is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um and they're trying to do epic racism analogies or something with her, which is like okay. <laughs> That's a choice to make. All she does is horrible things. I had known about this beforehand. I, w- I had read some of the manga and I had been warned by people when the first season aired that it's like, okay, the stuff is bad and you can, but you can read past it. The stuff in the second, like what, what will probably be a second season theoretically is really, really bad. Um, and they were right. They were so right. Mm-hmm. They were so right. There's a scene where a character goes to kill this little dragon lady who is ruining everything. He's like, I'm going to kill you. You're only going to cause problems. And I was like, he is so right. Like, please do it. See, uh, all right, Rose. Oh, here we go. I'm going to do something controversial. I'm going to do something controversial. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on this. On that, I 
so I think that the whole epic racism thing is, you know, that's one thing. But I actually kind of like how they had Kobayashi, like, feel for Lulu just because, like... You know, she feels like like Lulu was like was was wronged by people, and so it's hard for her to open up to people. And like Kobayashi's whole thing is that she's like, yeah, I got like way too involved with work, and I push people away, so it was hard for me to get to know people. And like, you know, it, it wasn't like a like a one to one thing, but like I, I liked that Kobayashi was like, hey, you know, you being so pushy and like not wanting to get close to people reminds me of how I used to be. Like, I liked that bit. You know, I, I liked that Kobayashi had, like, an understanding element to Ilulu, and that, you know, she wanted to connect in that way. Um, like, I think that's a nice dynamic, but again, it's it's completely, you know, fucked over by them being like, alright, well, now Ilulu's gotta talk about wanting to wanting to breed with Kobayashi, even though she looks like she's a kindergartner with like balloons stapled to her chest it's 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 fucked and yeah i it's 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 so frustrating it's so fucking frustrating it really is you know like i i completely understand why nobody would want to watch it why people would want to steer far far clear of it but i also just feel so bad for like you know, people who want to just experience the good parts of this, because the good parts of it, I think, still shine through. And, like, the animation is fantastic. I, I think, like, all the, like, like little fight scenes uh, have been really well done uh, this season. Like, like stupendous animation for that. Um, and, you know, there's still some character interactions that I do genuinely enjoy, but... A lot of the, like, just the fact that Ilulu's now going to be a main character and is going to show up all the time is just, like, great, you know? Like, I, there was, okay, so I was linked a video that someone had edited that was, hey, I edited the first episode of the new season to take out all the gross shit, and... I don't know exactly what happened to the person because they did not make a, uh, they did not seem to make one for the second episode. And my theory, I mean, they're one of two things. Either they got harassed, which is something that could have happened and, you know, fuck that if that occurred. But the other theory is, you know, perfectly valid if they just watched the second, second episode and they went, I'm not going to be able to salvage this. If I edit all the bad stuff out of it, it's going to be three minutes long. It's like, it's not worth it. So it's, it's, it's very frustrating that like, you know, there is like so much that's good in this series that KyoAni is like really putting in there all like animation wise that the parts of it that are about found family that are about, you know, these, this relationship bet between women um, that is very relatable to a lot of people, a lot of lesbians out there, you know, they, they feel like they, like, like their relationships can be, uh, like, you know, they see themselves in Kobayashi or Toru and, you know, it's, it's like, you know, seeing like literally a, a family that is two women with an adoptive daughter, basically, like, that is, like, really cool in theory, but then the fact that they undermine it constantly because the author sexualizes it and sexualizes so much other gross shit, it's, it's fucking frustrating. I feel so bad when, like, this is, like, 
legit one of the better like mainstream like uh um representations of that you know Mm-hmm. yeah not um, like it i watched the first season and i like i i enjoyed it for the most part it was a while since i last watched it but i like the vibes that it wants to go for and i think there is definitely a lot of merit to it that was also at a point where it's like i read enough tumblr criticism where it's kind of just like well, I can see this, but I don't know if it's overblown. Getting into the second season, I can now be just like, yeah, oh, like a lot of this is rough and not even in a way where it's like you could pardon it. And mm-hmm. it's difficult. It, it, it is difficult to want to enjoy this still when even from like the opening, which I I at least enjoy like the songs that are used for the opening and ending, like uh I dig them. They're funky. They're fun. Mm-hmm. But but literally just getting reminded, like, oh, yeah, this is Luqua's whole bit. And as I was lamenting earlier prior to us starting the podcast, I am a mark for Luqua's design. Like, that is specifically Maverick Shaking Bait. my damn head, but okay. Listen, listen, I'm I easy. I'm easy. You give me a trucker hat, a fucking, like, fun little tank top, some short shorts, and some Converse. Listen, I'm... I'm putty in her hands. But then you provide the actual context of what that entire like bit is supposed to be. And I'm just like, I'm good. I- I'm dropping. I'm dropping. I'm dropping it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead, I crystallize and I move away. Because mm-hmm. I just, that's not of interest. <laughs> that, that is not. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not a joke. It's not just that's the thing that gets me about this series that I keep thinking consistently. Uh, that's why I was sort of saying, John, that I don't think. Kyo Annie did the best they could have. Um, mm. They could have removed so much more. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking about like how it really just showcases how fucked up the author is, just in general. Um, mm-hmm. The second season is like really putting a highlight on it. Like it's really just nailing it in how like just deranged he is. I guess I don't know a nice way to put it. Like just really rotten stuff. Just really rotten if stuff. If you if you establish a relationship with someone, then that is a the nature of that relationship is constant and steady for a while. Sudden magic shenanigans should not alter the way that you view that relationship. Is my way of going about why those beginning parts of episode two were really fucking stupid. Oh, there's so many things about the beginning part of episode six. Oh, listen, uh, I, there's, there's there's only so much I can say I feel that I can, like, properly voice out on that. But then, no, that, oh, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm turning into a dragon. It was really bad. Um, like cool it was dragon. really bad. It was really bad. It was unnecessary. Yeah. It didn't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. And next episode is going to be Akana and the Forehead Girl episode. Yeah, Yay. so that's the terror. Uh, that's just the terror. Because I was going to uh, say, the shining light in these times has been Kana. Uh, yeah. Who has just existed to be normal. In Hell, the, the shining <laughs> the shining point of this like recent season is the fact that the dude dragon got fucking banned from his MMO. I love that guy. <laughs> I love him so much. That's the part of the show where I just go like, I'm so glad they haven't done anything freak with him because him and his yeah. like husband 
that just game all day is like yeah that is an unreal relationship to portray um, it's unreal but that's also somehow the ideal at this point yeah <laughs> uh, they live the fucking life and it's the best but just me and my spouse gaming like right next to each right behind one another in our gamer chairs i love it covering our sixes mm-hmm. everything's in harmony exactly but yeah i mean it's it's so frustrating and yeah i I, yeah i I also don't want to speak out of turn but yeah it is very very like it's gross and frustrating how they represent all that shit and like how like insane like it's so like like there's like a layer there's like layers to this where all of it's fucked up you know, I'm not saying any of it's not fucked up, but the one layer that, like, I, I don't fucking get at all is, like, how they tried to be, like, okay, we gave, the, like, they're, like, okay, Kobayashi's got a dick now, so she's gonna, like, have horny thoughts about other, like, as if... Like, I, I'm just sitting there like, this guy thinks that women don't get horny. Like, yeah. this guy just doesn't believe that women have sexual desires, I guess. Because, like... Well, so the thing that was getting me about that is the entire bit in the first season was that Kobayashi's insanely, like, horny and hits on women when she's drunk. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. they just... Yeah. I just whatever 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 no, it's just yeah. a joke it's it's just uh it's it's not real you know uh i i want to punch myself when i say that like it's just it's fucking crazy to me like that they can't like they can't even get like their characters correct like th- that th- th- this guy is so cumbrained that he's like forgetting ways that he wrote his character earlier basically because he's just like well now i gotta make a fucking a bunch of dick jokes and make it all about getting horny when it's just like she she got horny earlier you dumbass it just like it like her her nothing about her personality or like brain changed so when they're all like, oh, she's going to see them from a male perspective. It's like, no, she's not. She's still a fucking, she's still Kobayashi no matter what. She's still a fucking woman. Like, I'm just, I I don't, I'm going fucking crazy. It's so stupid. This whole fucking yeah. my man, shit. My man posted Dojinshi on main and it's been really aggravating. Yeah. I'm going to say something here as someone who's not watched this series, but I'm actually familiar with this person's other work, and I don't think they're oh, yeah. real. And that's what's weird, because oh. a lot of their other work, <laughs> oh, yeah. his, and you know, they use he, he's a man, apparently. Again, like, the anonymity of, like, Japanese creators is very, like, strong. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so fascinating yeah. how that continues to be, like, yeah. a thing. Like, I, they're literally no... Because the other work I have seen by this guy is... Um, what was it? Uh, what was it? I can't understand what my husband's saying. That's a normal show. Like, uh, like, like he he has work like like other two works in this anime season that are completely different from what this is, which is Peach Boy Riverside and um that that battle should I didn't the uh, Identin deities no only piece. He has worked on both of those shows uh, and like either doing art or writing, and neither of those like 
have anything sexual with him whatsoever. So I don't know what's going on here. I don't I don't know if this is a real person. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm it. having like weird questions. Like, what is going on? But then I also see work by under this alias. It's an alias. I don't know what the, his real name is. Um, and like, yeah, that's clearly fetish art. This guy is clearly just doing weird fetish stuff on, yeah, like like Maverick said, Dojinshi on main with Kubayashi, unfortunately. But meanwhile, all this other stuff under the same alias, like, is so, so different, like, from everything else. Like, I don't quite get what's going on here. Um, well, I think I can, let me tell you about a little man named Kanoko Nasu and the type moon. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is very similar to that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like there's just this partition for a lot of creatives where they're like, well, I'm doing something normal, but also over here. Uh, uh, yeah, like there's no in between. It's just like unassuming. So that's why I did, I, I did not because I'm literally looking at their credits now. I'm like, yeah, I have actually seen this person's work before. And it's this, they they do not do anything uh, <laughs> remotely offensive, like compared to what seems to be going on in Kobayashi. Um, very, very interesting. Um, no, and yeah, I totally get how awkward it is because this is indeed the first production, I think, uh, by Kiyoyani that's new since the arson anniversary, since the arson attack, which which at this point, um, a couple days as we are recording this, it's been two years. It's been the two-year anniversary, so they actually had something special going on for it. Um, and a lot of, there's like a lot of pieces talking about, wow, Kobayashi, and, you know, like weird, like heartfelt stuff talking about this show. And I don't know if these people seen the show. Like, you know, like, like based on what you are all saying, I don't know if these people actually know what what's the controversy around the show, like, you know, what's the concerns about the show that unfortunately seem to have actually come to fruition. Um, you know, just like, oh, like, wow, they like work so hard on this. And like, they, they tried their best to like, make sure work standards were great and respectful and like making sure people's mental health, you know, like all these wonderful heartwarming things <laughs> in relation to like all the bad stuff that has happened. That's mm-hmm. very awkward. It's, it's, it's like awkward. Like, yeah, like I totally get John's concern about like, how can I critique this show when like, there's this baggage because like behind like, like, all, like I'm- the suit who made it. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say we can't critique it at all. It's just like I just I want to be weird. Least, yeah, like I want to be at least a little understanding, just uh, like to an extent. I don't. But I don't. That's fair. <laughs> I don't. They've had. No, they've you had shouldn't. You shouldn't. But years. I understand why it's weird. They. I think. They just have a problem with being true, true to things. Like I was just thinking about sound euphonium, mm. and. A couple other things they've done where it's just they stayed true to the thing only to like then you know later rework it later towards the end Mm. and stuff like that and it's just like think of how much reworking this could have just like needed uh it's so bad that's true i I just i think like it is insane that this stuff is on television is what i'm getting i I mean studio it is downright insane like this is recent like yeah, okay, mm-hmm. go ahead, Ravrick. I'll let you go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, um, recent example from our exposure, fucking at Junibio, that, like, is a whole yeah. other, that that's a whole other beast when it comes, like, for better and for worse, obviously. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is wild to think that, like, if there is such a willingness at points to, like, do what is desired to, like, between anime adaptation and manga, I, I don't see why that couldn't have been done with dragon maid in a way where it's like you definitely could have retold a lot of this material so it could be more i don't know 
befitting about what the uh, expectations of a Kyoani show are supposed to be. Or mm-hmm. again, you, you could have just made a uh, fucking Ul- Uluru. No, Ilulu. Uh, Ilulu. Yeah, Uluru is uh, the other name for Irish Rock. No, um, <laughs> it is Izuku. Fucking big titty dragon. You could have made. Yeah. Uh, you could have made her just be like a uh, gobbledygook, and now you're horny, and without having to do the whole like extra part yeah. to it. Yeah, but they've like, already done that on the show, so we had to come up with something new. Oh, you got to come up with something new now. Oh, I'm sorry that originality has to. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, he's a really he's really focused on originality. You can tell from the Luko a bits where it's just that she's moving. Uh, <laughs> should be me in those bits. Uh. <laughs> I would so prefer I that over comedy. a child. Yes, I would prefer yes. that. <laughs> yes. I could be like, hey, come on. Um, <laughs> I could fix her. Not today. I have guests over. I just... I fix her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I really thought, let me just tell you, I really thought that as the Monogatari liker, that would be my cross to bear for my entire life. But this one is so much worse somehow. Like, Listen, everything I, I in that to... episode was worse than the toothbrush scene. Straight up. I'm going to be real with you. It was... I I know plenty of Monogatari likers, and they are at least civil about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm just thinking about, like, the runtime comparison. Like, John made the joke, like, it would be three minutes of episode or whatever if they cut out all the bad stuff. Like, at least in Monogatari, it's like, it would still be, like, 21 minutes long. Like, yeah. It's just, like... No, that's a the thing. You still have content. bad bit. Like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so easily ignorable. This one is so hard to ignore. I think I watched it with my girlfriends that we watched season one with, and just man, the misery, the horrible mm-hmm. vibes at the end of the second episode, just immediately, yeah. just everyone leaving the stream instantly, just like I can't, the fucking, ugh. ugh, yeah, ugh. I think that's enough misery. I think that's enough dragon made misery. Uh, how, how do we want to pivot from this? Oh, <laughs> Elma, do you have anything nice to share with the class? Do you have yeah, anything nice sure. that happened to you? All right. Like in, like Tell us in, about like, you. Anything. Um, okay. Uh, go for it. Anything. Um, okay. It might be still miserable, but not as bad as that, I would say. Um, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, we have to work our way back. We have to crawl. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're going, we're, we're only going, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I'm going to be out. To, we're only going to go up from here. <laughs> I think I'm confident about that. I'm like too. my yeah. my fists are clenched. I'm like shaking them. I'm like trying to do an enthusiastic pose, but no one sees it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's the scene from yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. We're climbing up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to actually talk about two things at once because it's very interesting to see how um, Netflix is really, really uh, quadruple trying to. Um, expand our anime department um and we kind of seen that stuff with like uh maybe i think it was like gloss like last year around like you know there was like a preview over like stuff coming under slate what have you and some of that stuff has already come out and then now some of that and now other things are actually coming out soon are we seeing trailers for them um i'm gonna talk about uh two stuff two titles and it's i don't know it's kind of weird because they're i would consider them to be international titles um I also have a very strong opinion over uh, Netflix needing to calm the hell down. Would 
just it's slapping anime on everything, which mm-hmm. also seems to be another problem. Um, yeah. Because I think it's kind of ignoring. I think I don't know. I feel like it ignores the the work. I think it ignores the work and like it, uh, behind like a lot of stuff that's being put out, um, and not really looking at the like the more complex systems at play when it comes to like what an international production is. And, you know, like, again, this is, I have like a, I personally have a very specific uh, perspective over like what an anime is and what that word is. That's, I think that's a, that's a discussion that I'm sure is like, you know, remains heated in like all anime debates and, you know, people still Mm -hmm. fighting over dubs versus subs, et cetera, et cetera. But that's something that might change at some point, but I don't think Netflix is, using that word in a way that seems respectful to anyone involved. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. These two, these two came out, like, last season. Um, you know, even though we're just beginning the summer season. Um, I'm going to... Um, and I, they're, they're, they're both... I, I felt like they both had issues um, in their own two, di- two different ways. One did way worse than the other, and the other one, I think, is, like, salvageable and, like, actually has a lot of promise, I think. Um, so I'm going to talk about Yasuke and Tressa. Uh, <laughs> Yasuke oh, my, oh no oh no I, I literally wrote it oh, here no. Yasuke oh no uh, <laughs> so Yasuke is basically a loose adaptation of lo- the story and accounts behind you know, or is it Yasuke I'm not sure I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right oh apologies but I think um, it's Yasuke yeah it's Yasuke mm-hmm. okay okay yeah like Sasuke to be fair yeah which is roughly you know lo- not roughly loosely based on the historical figure of the same name um, you know, a black samurai who apparently lived and served under um, Oda Nobunaga um, during that during the um, during that particular um, Sengoku time period in Japan. Um, yeah, it's like, oh wow, okay, that's cool, that's really hype. Um, this is a figure that's quite obscure. More people need to know about this. More people need to be aware of like interesting. Um, I guess, like, you know, interesting, like, points in history and points of different cultures that people would not expect, you know, again, like, the whole literal issue of what continues to be the whitewashing of history, like, no, you know, there's still people, different peoples of color, like, who lived in parts of the world at certain times of history for all sorts of reasons you would not think of, um, and this is, like, a case example where I think this is, like, a very positive thing positive figure people should explore and because there's little information on who yasuke actually was and you know especially what happened to him in the later point of his life like a lot like a lot of records just disappeared it wasn't clear as to like how he died or where he died like there's a lot you can do here unfortunately though at least for me i was expecting a more historically grounded series um uh yeah you know yeah (laughs) yeah and no, it's actually like a strange sci-fi fantasy series. Um, and, and the trailer actually does make that clear, but you know, it's something that like, oh, goes over my head. I'm like, oh, I'm not really, that. you know, and I go in and it's like, there's like, there's like a, the first episode where it opens up with like, um, this battle going on, you know, and Yasuke's like, you know, talking to Ob- Nobunaga, um, you know, like, you know, you get over over stuff. There's like some huge battle. Going. I'm not sure what it specifically was. I don't remember if like this is referencing a specific battle in question. It probably was not. Um, but then they're like fucking mechs going or like walking around helping these samurai. Like they're just mechs like shooting the shit out of like 
all the, like, 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 and taking part in this battle. It's like insane. Uh, <laughs> and like, they just don't ever explain it. Well, there's like one card at some point where it's like, like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what it specifically said, but it literally just said like, you know, like, oh, mechs have been used by the samurai to aid them in their, I don't know. It was just something absurd and ridiculous and really written straight, like in a very serious way. And then it just jumps right into that. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's fucking weird, but it does look cool. The animation I think is well done, especially in terms of like the choreography, the action choreography, like that was really well done. Like hands down. I think the draftsmanship of the show is well done. There's some parts where there's like CGI, but I actually didn't think that deterred from it at all. I think the CGI was actually like kind of done well in a lot of parts. It wasn't heavy handed, which again remains the issue in anime. I think they use too much and then it becomes way too noticeable. I think it's done. I think the CGI usage here is like subtle and like used like as a supplemental visual and not like something that is meant to like catch your eye purposefully. But then it just keeps going. So like apparently that's just a flashback. Um, and then as we go further in the series, it turns out now we're completely removed from that. We're, we're, Oda Nobunaga is not a major character. Oda Nobunaga is just literally like a character meant to establish Yasuke's development, where at this point he's now just like a, a person trying to be, he's trying to just be a, a recluse intentionally. Like he's like sick of that shit. Like he clearly has like some sort of post-traumatic trauma from things or like all these flashbacks where, you know, like he had to kill like one of his former comrades and all that. And it just goes off the rails. Like, like, and nothing makes sense. They don't explain anything. Like, there's not only mechs walking around casually in, like, Sengoku, Japan. There's, like, magic. There's, there's this little girl he meets, uh, who apparently has these magical, you know, telekinesis ESP powers. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and he just, he, he basically takes in her as, like, a, you know, takes her in and, like, kind of watches over her as kind of like a paternal figure because her mom dies. Um, and he was close to her. And then, like, yeah, he's basically just whisked away on, like, this quick adventure. Quick, because there's a, there's only six episodes, by the way. Quick quick adventure um, to protect her for, like, against, like, these outside forces. Like, one of, you know, one of this, you know, one of these people being, like, this crazy priest who's, like, very corrupted. He himself, like, turns into this monster. They don't explain that. Um, and that's, like, the first three episodes. Like, so that, that whole arc is resolved. Like, they, they, they try to resolve it within the first three episodes. Like, yeah, he, like, there's this priest trying to take this girl away and kidnap her because he wants to use her, her powers to take over Japan or whatever. Um, that's the first three episodes. The second, the latter three episodes, there's this crazy spider lady. Like, there's this giant spider lady who <laughs> apparently she, uh, <laughs> she also wants to take advantage of this girl. Or, like, it's not clear to me as to what's going on. I don't even remember. It's been a while since I've seen the series. And you can see how much it has stayed with me. It did not. Um, <laughs> besides, again, the visuals, which are fine and, and actually well done. But it was a mess. It was a, it was a huge directional mess. Like, uh, so it's one thing for it's like, oh, okay, it's not what I expected. I expected a, a very grounded historical thing. It really was like, it's like, whatever, it's fine. Okay. But then, like, it did not immerse me at all, like, within... This, 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 this different version of Japan that does not exist in our reality. This, this version of Japan where, like, there are mechs, magic, and, like, monsters roaming about. Um, nothing stayed with me. Nothing made sense. Like, they, they, again, because it's also a short series, like, I, not, none of the characters really, you know, made a lasting impression on me. Like, Yasuke, unfortunately, felt very uninteresting as a protagonist, too. Um, it's, 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 upset, it's upsetting to me that, like, the best parts of the series was 
in these moments, he's having these like traumatic flashbacks and they're really well done. Like, I think they like use rotoscoping techniques to make the animation very smooth and like, um, where that's the most, that, those are the parts where he showed a lot of emotion. That's the parts where we see a lot into his psyche over like his trauma as someone who had to go through like a lot of violence and whatnot. Um, and, but other than that, like, and, and the, because those are, those are also the parts that were more realistic. They just outright at the core focused on like, okay, here's samurai fighting. Here's like action scenes, but everything else was just like a hot mess. It was, it definitely felt like, so it, it essentially felt like, yeah, someone made an original story and no one came in and helped edit it or streamline the direction. Um, I think LaShawn Thomas is an excellent character designer. It, like, And that's clear in his repertoire, his past work, which is stuff like the Boondocks and et cetera. But it's clear even for something like um, Cannon Busters, which I actually thought was fine. I think the people were a little too critical of it. Um, I don't think he's a strong director. Like, these are both projects he, you know, like, again, Cannon Busters similarly was an entirely original work he made. Like, it was something he made years ago at a much younger age. Um, ah, yes. you know, okay. like he actually yes. literally posted a webcomic on DeviantArt and that was something that helped, you know, like, you know, adapting an anime and like, and this unfortunately happened again with this, um, where the direction was just sloppy and all over the place. It was, there was just no one who just stepped in and like, Hey, that doesn't make sense. We should like develop it more. I don't know. It was, it was just, it was just, it was just a deeply disappointing series. Um, mm-hmm. And they outright said to like, oh, yeah, we wrote it in such a way like to, you know, like expecting more episodes. And I don't know if what how poor the reception of it was, which I think goes in line with my own sentiments. I think I'm very being very nice to it compared to like how, what people are saying about the series. Um, I don't think it's going to have more. And that's the problem. Now we're just going to be left with like, OK, that, whatever. nothing is to play. And it's like, why would you depend on like. That why would you look at the future if you're not going to focus on the present, right? Like, why would you like write the series in such a way with the uncertainty that's going to continue? Like, why would you do that? And first of all, like, I think a lot of issues that were in the series cannot be resolved with like another season filling in the gaps. Like, that's not how that works. Like, that should not be how it works. Um, but other than that, like the music, <laughs> yeah, again, like the best parts of this series was the visuals, the animation, and the music, which is you know. Um, you know, uh, which is by um, which is a which is a collaboration by Flying Lotus and Thundercat. The opening is very slick, love it. But that's it's always saving grace. It's like uh, like a lot of its best parts are the superficial parts and not actually the story. Um, that said, if I want to segue to Tresse, which is um, also something that similar. So, so to talk about Yasuke, they explicitly say it's a Japanese American production. Um, mm-hmm. Tresse, on the other hand, is a Filipino every other country production. At least seven different countries <laughs> have maybe worked on a series. Oh, and wow. not not all animation, but like the fact that they had like the writers were all in America, and then like the the, the source material was from the Philippines, and then like oh, the animation was done between Japan. You know, like it was just it was it's a very nuts. It's very nuts. Like this was something literally made in the pandemic, and that's kind of fascinating. I mean, say, so was Yasuke, but I think it handled things much better. Um, I actually wrote a full review of it. Of if if one were to read it, I wrote a review of it on Women Write About Comics on my impressions of it, and it's very lukewarm, I would say. And overall, I just want to start off my thesis being like, I think like had a lot of issues, but I recognize I have a bias for the original comics, so that's coming in. It's like, oh, I read the manga first. I think the manga is better. Like that. That's literally what my perspective is. But at the same mm-hmm. time, if at the same time, overall, I think it's a coherent production and a great example that, like, you don't have to be in the same space to make a successful project. 
Um, the issue with Tresse is that, again, also, visuals are fine. They're great. They're fine. Not impressive compared to Yasuke, but, like, they were fine. They are good. But it had a lot of story plot holes similarly, but not as bad because I think it ha- I think it was I think it was made clearly with the idea of knowing that Filipinos will watch this. This is made for Filipinos. Like we don't need to explain shit to you. There is no <laughs> we're not gonna like water down things. You know, it's again the whole thing where like with Yokai, you, you know, you watch an anime, they're not gonna like 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 talk to you like a kid and be like you know like oh this is a cop you know unless inherently it is a kid show <laughs> explaining things there it's I, it, this was a show made with assumption that this is someone who is knowledgeable of Filipino culture to watch this so I don't think those gaps are the issue but like they tried to create like story arcs that did not exist in the comics just for the sake of like developing the characters again within six episodes. Um, and that was a big problem. Like they, 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 so this is, so Tressa is about a paranormal investigator named Alexandra Tressa. Tressa means 13 in, 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 in Spanish. It's, it's a very, like everyone has a pun name. It's not trying to hide the fact that it's very corny in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, her job is literally like stomping down like the under, you know, like, like underground crime because a lot of these supernatural beings just live in the Philippines. Um, and among like humankind and like her job like she comes from like a pedigree of like a huge family of Sicily her father who has dealt with like a lot of supernatural beings and tries to keep the peace in the city um and it's made very clear that it's inspired by like specifically hardball drama um I think like the creator has said like he really liked the classic Batman comics specifically when it was still like under detective comics before DC um you know, it's inherently the same thing, but you know, when they, when they, when it evolved into DC, before it evolved into DC, but like, it, it's a, it's a very, it's a series that's a, it's pretty much an anthology, but then they, the, the, the animation tried to make it like something that has like a longer arc. And I don't, I don't think, I think they didn't, I feel like when they made the animation, they didn't trust the viewers to be like, oh, okay, I can just go in, in and out between each case per episode, whatever. Nothing has to be attached to it. But they really tried so hard to be like, oh yeah, this case connects with that. And this case connects with that. Like they pulled a whole like, by the way, this, there's this villain that like is behind all of them, which does not happen at all in the comics. Like, I don't know, they, they, they really tried to uh. over dramatize like something that didn't need to. And I think that that also kind of completely changes, I think, the backstory too of some of the characters. Well, not completely, but in a, in a small doc, in a short documentary, like one of the creators said, like, oh, okay, there was, there were some interesting things they did that he would consider maybe going forward with further issues, but. But there were definitely some strange decisions they made that I think, again, similar issues to Yasuke, where I could not register and immerse myself in, like, to better, you know, to better, like, familiarize myself with some characters for me to care about them, especially the villains. It's like, okay, I only see one part of them to, like, you know, them fighting the main character and what have you, but then they don't do anything else for me to care about, like, whether or not they succeed in their evil plan or, like, whether or not they end up being defeated it's like oh, okay she beat the bad guy but then what does that mean like okay did should i care about it like i don't i don't even know what this guy was gonna do like it wasn't clear and it, i think it cuts a lot of subtext too that was necessary to know i think some complexities regarding certain characters motivations for instance like it's interesting how they outright had like 
they they like what I think they did really well was like this this comic was like these comics were made years ago. This was made in like the two thousands. What, what one thing they did I think was really nice was like they adapted one case to specifically talk about police brutality. Like they outright like made it like hey this is like an issue we need to talk about. Whereas that case in particular wasn't really commenting on that, but they did that because yeah that's a relevant topic that needs to be discussed today. Um, but meanwhile, they cut out some other things that were like political in nature, but necessary to know what's going on, like some, like certain political things that were going on specific to the Philippines that um, I'm sure they probably thought would make sense to cut out because it's like, oh, okay, we're airing this for un- uh, international audience. But then s- the impact of like cutting that stuff out is lost, right? But overall, in comparison to Yasuke, um, it, they, they did m- a much better job. Um, and I, I think what this boils down to is that I think it's very, very much also a Netflix issue where the bidding process for animation is strange and I think holds the creators too, like, too, too much restraint. Like, again, both of these were six episodes, which I think to a fault, the sh- how short the length of these things was also an issue. Again, I w- for Yasuke, I would be like, no, they should not, like, blame the fact that they need more episodes. Like, that inherently was issue but for trust i think that was more apparent where if they had more episodes just what they were trying to do probably would have made more sense um yeah i I, yeah that's really my take on both of them yeah 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 um that said yasuke is certainly an anime but netflix also categorized trusted as an anime which is not which does not make sense um there was not a lot of like Japanese production behind the show besides possibly some animation but there there's a Japanese dub of it but it's a little weird to me that as of late like Netflix is just blasting anime on every you know slapping anime on everything and I feel like it really is to get attention on it unfortunately I'm not sure what's going on there like like I said earlier like they're trying to expand their department but to what end we're like Okay, yeah, we're working now with more anime students in Japan, but then also, like, here's this piece of animation. It's an anime. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, I don't know about original. that. Like, like, is that is that what that means when you're expanding your apartment? Everything is an anime now? Like, you know, like, what's going on here? Like, it's actually... <laughs> yeah. um, and they still won't fix their subs. Uh, <laughs> I, I was... I, I, I am baffled by that. But yeah, I don't want to detract from that too much. But yeah, like, I... Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm I'm very curious as to like what's gonna happen moving forward when Netflix's quote unquote anime department. Um, there definitely seems a lot more stuff coming. I think that like right, there's like another Godzilla thing probably coming under them, right? Um, I forgot the title of it, but yeah, so that's out right now, right? Yeah. Oh, that is. Yeah, I think that recently Singular came point, out. Yeah. yeah, that's been out. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that recently came out. Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode of it, and it was. You know, all right, I I, I got to keep watching it because you know, that's the thing with Godzilla oh, stuff yeah. is that it's a little slow to start. So I, I got to keep watching. Yeah, it. yeah. But yeah, it definitely raises a lot of questions over like how involved Netflix is with these things. Like, are they involved in the creative route? Like, like, is it just the production process entirely? Are they just funny? Yeah. They're just um, throwing money around. Netflix doesn't give Yeah, they're just throwing money around. And I think they that's another don't problem. Have too. the money is the thing that's incredible. That's yeah, another issue. Just like, <laughs> just like everything, they're just always just in the red, always. Yeah. Just yeah forever, and it's like, what's going on? Where are you getting yeah, this money? Yeah, what is going on? Right, right. Like, 
the idea of death is like a common thing like when you're making a film project etc but like for it to be so glaringly bad with netflix is a little concerning it's like who are who like who are your angel investors and of course we probably won't know that information but like that's it, again it is a little concerning where like again with these examples it's like a little unclear to me as to how how are these things being handled? Because again, across the board, we've had these issues too with like again other cartoons and other shows where they seem to they they seem it seems promising at first where they throw a lot of money towards animation, but they fucking don't market it at all. Like there's a lot you mm-hmm. constantly hashtags like once a week or like once in a while over like people saying like you know like hey stream this show and it's like what's going on like oh this show might be canceled <laughs> next week. It's like oh my god, <laughs> like what is going on? Like why is this happening? Hey, constantly? check out Netflix geeked. <laughs> no, like I'm that. good. It's, I don't want to. Right? Like, yeah. There's like this promise over, like, you know, but it still doesn't feel good to me. Like, I'm thankful stuff like Yasuke and Trust happen despite their flaws. But like, and I would love to see more of it. Like, I would love to see better. But then it's like, like, how much of this is just now a burden to people making these? Right? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm pr- proud of the, the Castlevania fans. They're 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 eating. Um, <laughs> if they're that's still going, that, that seems eating. to be a steady that's one. That's it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 What do you mean? The Dragon's Dogma <laughs> fans, they definitely loved it. It was great. <laughs> and the Dota fans really were dying for oh, yeah, Dragon yeah, Knight's yeah. backstory. That, the Monster Hunter fans. Us, the Monster Hunter fans. Oh, I'm so excited They're calling that, that an movie. anime, too. I know. I am so excited. <laughs> I don't understand. I am, it is Delgo. It's Delgo. Yeah. People have said it, it but it is really Delgo. Anime Delgo. <laughs> so is Delgo an anime now? No. No. I'm, it's not a Netflix original. Otherwise, it would be. Watashi can control the stones. Man, shut the hell up. <laughs> I was going to go to you next now that LV's done, but you're not getting anything anymore. You have to wait All your right. turn. Goodbye. Um, Goodbye, everybody. I'm just going to go over uh, my uh, one of my things, I guess, because I can go further in later on one of the other ones. But uh, yeah, to continue our, our climb back up. Yeah, of course. Um, I've been, I watched the Scarlet Nexus anime. I have not played the game yet. Obviously, because I think like Maverick, I am waiting, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as they say. Um, and uh, that anime, uh-huh. rough. Oh, no. rough. <laughs> I, so uh, I have a question: Is this yeah. is, is this supposed to be a direct adaptation of the game, or is it just something separate to you know supplement it, or it can be distinct I from don't it? Don't know. I oh, okay. can't tell you. Um, it seems like it might be an adaptation of the man's route, the boy main character. Oh, okay. Um, so it doesn't entirely spoil it, since it's but your experience it, for the game. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it is including elements of the woman's arc. It, it's unclear. Because from what I understand of Scarlet Nexus, the both paths crisscross at times, but they are pretty mm-hmm, right. separate with different mm-hmm. characters. In this show, they're pretty much all just hanging out. So... Um, but it is very, we made a tie in anime for our game that's out this season. Uh, very Tales of Zestiria X, if you will, if you know about that one, uh, that was the Tales anime. It's just very stiff animation, um, very procedural, very just direct one-to-one. It's totally serviceable. It's totally fine. But you look at like the style of that game, you look at like the aesthetic that it's going for and it is not shining through at all um like it is it is like a dull psychopath almost 
Um, and it just, I think it, if anything, one of the main things is it's just so washed out compared to the game, which is so heavily saturated. Uh, if you look at like what that game looks like, it's a lot of dark colors, a lot of like really like grimy blend into the environment, cyberpunk style stuff. Um, but the show is just very like lightly drawn, uh, on model anime people less chaotic less interesting i'm not necessarily going to recommend it um i'd probably just how, just play the game but yeah how's the op on this one what's what's the op like that one's okay uh, i think it's done <laughs> okay. by the same people um okay. i like the game opening better but yeah. i will say this one's still good still has some really good english phrases i'll 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 link you after it's good. it's still pretty decent. I I would say I would say the opening is where almost all the style is. Honestly, mm. um, yeah, mm. it's it's very, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very eh, eh. eh. Um, I don't know That's if it's fair. the same people that did the Tales of the Story anime, but it really looks like it. Is what I'll say. And that was not a very good anime. Um, Ooh. To give you an idea, as you've been playing Berseria recently, um, Tales yeah, of Berseria, that came out while they were still in se- when they were in season two of the Zisteria anime, and they made the the only tie-in that they did to reference anything is one in one episode, Sore falls asleep and he has a dream that, that Velvet's there, and Velvet goes, "It's pretty tough being a hero, kid, huh?" And it's just like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?" Uh, it's really insane. But yeah, um, Scarlet Nexus is fine. It's fine. It's not great. It's not amazing. It's just fine. Uh, right. Tune in for the uh, video game version of us talking about Scarlet Nexus at some point. At some point, yeah. At some point <laughs> we'll do it, just like our Trails cast. Listen, I, I'm down. <laughs> Let, let's fucking go. Let's. We will. We will. We just need the game I, to go down to twenty dollars or something. Yeah. Listen. When next our paths align, um, I will be. I'm one session away from finishing Berseria, so we can do that anime game hybrid oh. spoiler cast for something. We do the Namco cast. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, can I come on to talk about Galaga? Fuck, fuck you. you. No. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're, that was really synced. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <the> <laughs> Listen, ever since, ever since like... I met Rose, every now and again, there were just moments of same brain. And yeah. The, yeah. The seismic wave like happened at the same time. <laughs> yeah. The wavelengths met. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like you both like did like a one inch punch on me at the same time. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, we did the cool anime combo move. Yeah. 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 We uh we we used three of our um brave order turns in order to do a rush style combo on you. <laughs> at some point I gotta get up there uh, so we can hang. But anyway, um I love having you around, Maverick. I really do. I really, really do. Thank I appreciate you. it. I, I I feel appreciated, and uh, you know, in, in terms of just get getting the momentum going more, uh, I can at least talk about uh, this past weekend. I went to <clears throat> the movies. Whoa, I did too, but not for anime. <laughs> Lest my oh. viral post to trick you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I um, so 
this uh, past week, G-Kids put out a, a remastered 4K version of uh, The Castle of Cagliostro, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's directorial debut based on uh, the work that he did with Lupin Third. And, you know, I've seen The Castle of Cagliostro how many times at this point, but it, again, um, echoing a lot about what I felt with Demon Slayer, where it's like, sometimes you just need a theater experience to recognize the merit of something. Like, this was definitely present with Caglio Show, where just, like, having it all up front and just every, like, inch of it, you can just see drawn out and detailed. The, the resolution really looked good. Like, the uh, upscale really helped it out just to, like, make it pop on screen. Mm-hmm. And, God, like, th- there is not much that I can say about Caglio Show that has not been said already. The amount of emulation and um, homage that it is created in terms of cinematic language, the way that it has been able to just present a version of Lupin that, you know, I, I guess to diehard Lupin fans is not emblematic of what the character is usually about, but also, like, the creator originally said, like, oh, you know, if uh, my, my guy were in the movie, he'd sexually assault the princess, and it's like, shut up. I don't oh, care I forgot about, about that. that. Yeah, gosh. yeah. It's like okay, then guess what? I'll prefer the version where he does a cute little the, the, the version the version that likes to have fun with the whole <laughs> bit. Yeah. I, I'm sorry that I like to have fun with my <laughs> right. gentleman thief. Yeah, excuse me for laughing and having a good. Oh, excuse me for having a laugh is what I'll say to these nerds that are like, oh, he should be horny all the time. He should be just cranking it whenever he sees Fujiko Mine. Uh. <laughs> What's going like, on in the world of I don't, Lupin? I have no idea. I, I'm sure that the parts as well, like, because that's the thing. I assume the actual um, show strikes a better balance than what is, like, I guess presented from the original Monkey Punch material, where it is, like, like for Lupin to have that kind of longevity, I assume that it has to be able to strike a chord between this dude can be a fucking menace and this dude likes to have a good laugh and likes to have fun with his whole bit. Oh, for but, sure. The character has certainly evolved. And, like, it, it it's also yeah. the whole thing about, like, oh, the different color jackets is, like, it, it means he's been under different direction, right? So he actually legitimately does feel different across different adaptations, so... I wouldn't necessarily say the worst parts of, you know, Lupine being like, like a, a fucking creep uh, um, isn't necessar- necessarily restricted to the original series or the classic era. It, you know, it depends, I think. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, like I, I think there's a lot more freedom with the way that Lupin gets expressed than people give credit. And it's just easiest to harp a lot of that criticism on the one that Miyazaki made. And uh, this is not to say Miyazaki should not be criticized. I literally, like... Uh, <laughs> he should get fucking, owned every time. <laughs> he should always get he owned. He deserves to get you... owned. I, anyone, who, anyone who's on that pedestal, they, they're fine. Like, if they get owned, that's fine. They should, that, you know, yeah. <laughs> my man said, I'm going to make one more movie and then I'm going to croak. Like, that's my <laughs> MO at this point. Like, fucking whatever. But, no, it's just funny that, like, I'm in the actual trip to... Uh, see the movie, I was reading up on this article that was linked where um, Mamoru Hosoda really just Yeah, I linked in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, LV linked it. Just a very good article with Mamoru Hosoda who's seen as sort of like this successor, more or less, to what Miyazaki's been putting out. Just being able to say like, 
dude, you should let women be strong characters. You should let them be able to like have agency and control and not just be this pristine um, object of adoration, which is very funny given that the Castle of Cal- in uh, Cagliostro, the Lady Clarice, is more or less just like the epicenter of what Moe culture is. Like, they, yeah. uh, the guys that made Daikon 4 literally just took that character and put her in a bunny suit. <laughs> for like their, their the entire music video and e- even in that capacity there is somehow more agent she is given more agency in terms of just being able to rock the fuck out uh, versus the uh straight up damsel in distress but you know the, the proper criticisms that go into place with the film aside i think it is still a fantastic narrative like i would if I were in charge of a film seminar, I would have Castle of Cagliostro as one of my required items on the syllabus to be able to showcase tight animation, tight storytelling, being able to create an entire three-act narrative within 90 minutes. Like, 99 minutes. It's quick, it's easy. If you somehow haven't watched it yet, it is on Netflix, and I think G-Kids might be trying to do other distributions of that 4K release soon. So, you know, be on the lookout. And that being said, uh, Miyazaki Fest is coming up again. G-Kids is going to be putting out a lot of Miyazaki. I think it's Spirited Away in October. Yeah. Either yeah. Octo- in October and then Howl's Moving Castle. I want to say Castle in the Sky and uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah, I think yeah. those are the movies that, that they're going to be. Yeah, so those are going to be out uh, later end of the year. You know, three days to check them out. It, it is good to watch anime in movie theaters, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that I'm able to start doing that again. Yeah, um, so I I used to go often. I wouldn't say often. I guess maybe I I would say frequently. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, to go see some anime movies. Um, saw Evangelion 2.0. Uh, Rebellion, mm. uh, Madoka, and a couple of others in like the early 2010s when I was still a little teen ager. Um, but for most of my adult life, I had not seen any anime in theaters until Premiere, and that really movie pilled me. Like cinema <laughs> experience pilled me for anime. Yeah, uh, I almost went to go see Fate the other day. Uh, oh, you could have done it. I could have done it. I was just like. Fast and Furious Maybe. is too too much to pass up. Like that is. I was gonna say, but then you had to go watch Boss Baby too. Yeah, the Boss <laughs> Baby too. No, I well, sort of. Dark Cena is sort of like a second Boss Baby in the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, that's unfair to Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I mean, he's well, he's Dark Cena in that movie, so right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great film. It really is. I, I bet seeing it in theaters probably was really fucking good. I watched that like a couple years ago for the first time and it was pretty compelling. Yeah, it um, it, it was also the first time that I actually like paid attention completely. Not to say that like I don't, but like when I I have the thing where, you know, when I'm watching a movie at home, it is easy for me to just have multiple different screens on. Absolutely, so, yeah. To have it all just projected there, I'm all that gave me the ability to go Oh, wait, this is a really well-done story. Like, they set everything up that you need pretty clearly, pretty concretely. You don't have to, like, put too much thought 
into what's going on outside of just like wondering who a character might be if you've never watched any Lupin. But even then, like they get very, that's what I'll say. In terms of like this being exposure to Lupin for someone that has never watched any Lupin the Third material, it is a good entry point of just getting a concept for the characters. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, John, your punishment is ended. Uh, do you want to talk about a movie you saw? Yeah, sure. I absolutely would love to. So I watched the uh, the first Princess Principal movie, uh, Crown Handler <gasps> Part 1. Um, Ooh. It was... So I'll be honest, it wasn't necessarily anything crazy in that I would say that this is basically them just doing season two, but like mashed up together it seems um it was a pretty self-contained story um i, I you know it's good there's gonna be implications throughout you know they're gonna they're, it's gonna loop through the rest of the movies i guess but i mean that's what happened in the first season you know it was like a self-contained story that had implications throughout um it was it was very solid though uh, it was um, it was about how there's a there's a double agent in the works, and it turns out. Well, actually, I don't know. I sh- I guess I shouldn't spoil who it is. Yeah, don't um, spoil the film. Yeah, but there it's just about them there being a double agent, and they have to kind of work with him uh, while also trying to undermine him. So it's it's just good old spy shit. It is exactly what you want from Princess Principal. It's all that good spy content. There's, uh, I think, like, two really good action, action scenes, one at the start and one near the end. Um, it's it's precise. Like, it is just what you want. You know, it, it's not anything, like, over, overly incredible or anything. You know, it's not like they really went out of their way to, like, have super high-end... Uh, you know, this, this is just season two. This is just season two of that show. Like, that's all it really is. Um, it looks exactly like the show. Um, but it is in, uh, hour long chunks instead of, uh, in half hour chunks. It's very, very good though. I would highly recommend it if you enjoy Princess Principles. Yeah, LV, definitely, uh, definitely check it out. I need to get on it, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sentai is uh, licensing all of it, though. They are also going to dub it. Um, I don't know how they're going to release it, though. Um, I mean, I watched it, so there's there's ways if you want to look at look it out. Look at it. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just 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 so solid. I, I I what I do hope though is that I hope that the that maybe for the other films they do take some time to like highlight the other girls too. I would very much like to just you know have another round of 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 like movies about each of the girls, you know, cause they, they, you know, each sure. of them had like an episode or two to themselves, um, during the first season. So I would like for them to go through that as well. And then like have the last episode, the last movie be a big old grand finale for the princess and the principals. Um, cause that's what they're <laughs> called. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, no, very solid. Great. Like, just like, Right back into it, right back in the fray. I loved it. I lo- I loved to- I love to see them again. All good. Um, 
I will look forward to seeing that at some point. I think I might save it for, I don't know, something. That's what I usually do with movies. I, I recently I've I've been very of the idea that like you need to save anime movies if you're ever watching it and someone tells you watch this you got to watch the anime movie after episode eight you know sometimes there's stuff like that right or like episode forty three you got to watch this movie for like some stuff I don't believe in that shit no more I don't believe in it. <laughs> I think you got to save that for after it's been a while since you finished the series and you need to pick me up. That's what you do with anime movies. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, last week, all, or well, not last week, but like two weeks ago, you also read all of Chainsaw Man. And I was curious That's right. what you have to say about that. I went into a frenzy, uh, and I read it all in one sitting uh, one night because I was just like, fuck it. I, I you know, I f- kind of feel like this is something that... I need to have in my cultural mind. Um, I need to understand the zeitgeist for 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 truly here, and uh, I did. I read it all, and I very very much enjoyed it. It was very good. Um, it's a very it's a very interesting piece in that it is very it is very immature in its subject matter and it like it's its main character a, a lot of the things that the characters do but it plays off of that immaturity in the sense that like it's a it's a realistic thing that they don't really that it, it's 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 played for laughs a lot of the time but it is also very much like it is a frustration for those characters in that they don't really understand what they want from life like you know, early on, Denji is just like, yeah, I, I like, I don't, I, I don't understand what is missing from my life, and then he like meets Makima, and he's just like, okay, I'm immediately in love with this girl, and I immediately want to, you know, feel a boob for the first time, and I want to have sex, and like, he's just like this pure id, but all that id is covering up, like his his the real the reality the real things that he's looking for are like actual you know is is acceptance from someone and like actual love and you know like it, it's presented in a very immature way but it's like like it's it's it, the the genius of it is how it's presented in an immature way at least in my opinion um and then just on top of that the 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 art is just wonderful the characters are so fun like everyone loves power and it's for great reason power is so much fun she's such a shithead it's so good um the demons are well designed and cool and like badass and everything looks like a metal cover in the best possible way um it's it's a real treat. I I would recommend it to pretty much anyone. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. on the other hand, there is also uh, there was also a one shot that the uh, mangaka put out recently. Um, if I I, I want to make sure that I get the uh, the name of it right because it is a, it's a simple name. Um, it's just a, a look back. Yeah, this is also done by Fujimoto. 
Uh, they just put it out on uh, like Shonen Jump and some other places, so I'm pretty sure you could read it for free, like legally and all that. Um, and it is heart wrenching. It is so good. It it is about a, a girl who uh, does a does a manga strip for her school newspaper. And you know everyone's everyone loves it. She lo- loves the attention. She loves drawing. But then uh, another girl, uh, Kyomoto, uh, who does not come to school is like a shut-in, uh, also requests to do um, a-, a manga strip, and it's like beautiful, like you know, like pictures of like houses and you know c- scenic air- images and all that. Um, and uh, Fujino gets very jealous and uh, goes to confront her. And there's like, you know, there's a there's a, there's a lot of things that go on. But um, I just think it's it's fucking brilliant. I think it's so, so good. Um, like I, I like even more than my Chainsaw Man recommendation. Like I, I would say, you know, like pe- people who can't gel with the immaturity or the violence in Chainsaw Man, you know, you could skip it. That's understandable. But I definitely think anyone could read Look Back. Like, it is so, so good. It is... If you're, if you're, you're a creator, if you are an artist uh, of, of any kind, I think it is very um, relatable in, um, you know, the, the loneliness and the uh, difficulty of doing what you do. Um, but... It's also uh, really poignant in the sense that I will just say, I will say uh, it was released on the two-year anniversary of the Kiwani fire, and it is very uh, poignant that 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 they did that. Um, and what is Kiwani doing? <laughs> wow! Wow! I'm sorry. I had to say it. I just can't. I can't with this. I can't. I can't believe the return <laughs> to TV anime is pedophilia. I get it. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I'm sorry if that's too far. I just I can't. I can't with no, it. No, it's no. It's this is real. It's, it's not have done too like K on three. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been K on three. It should have uh, been K on three. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, would have taken fucking Chunibyo three. Okay, I would have taken mean, that. If, if we were talking the true perfect route. They could have done Nishijo 2, or they could have done City. <laughs> you, like, no, they wouldn't. Fuck, come on. They, they wouldn't. They wouldn't, but they should. <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah, it would mm-hmm. be nice. But no, we get a Lulu instead. Yeah. Both of those are good, though. I, Anyways, I yeah, good. Stuff, yeah, yeah uh, I know I've been a little uh, tepid about Chainsaw Man, but uh, Understandable. I like Understandable. Oh, it's fine. I do like it. Uh, I do like Makima quite a bit. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? She's great. She's a great character. Yeah, she's a sicko. She's a fucking she's a sicko. Fu- she's a fucking sicko, but that's why she's so interesting. It's it's a it's a really like you like legitimately you love to see a girl boss go, strive. Like that is what that, that is that <laughs> that manga is just. This is what happens when a girl boss goes for it, and it's it's great. <laughs> it is. That's true. That is what it is. <laughs> Oh God! I hope that anime adaptation is good. Again, I know we said this a couple times, but I, I do hope it is good. Cause map, uh, like again, Jujutsu Kaisen looks amazing. So, uh, 
I'd actually, I take it all back again to reiterate what I keep saying every single time I think about the Chainsaw anime. Mappa, chill. Yeah. Chill. If anything, I think it helps that the reality of Chainsaw Man is it is a very uh, potential to kinetic flow mm-hmm. where a lot of its meat... Uh, th- there are a lot of good set pieces that will come through, but then a lot of it is also interstitial dialogue, discussion. Like, it, it is very... When it's not going high octane, it manages to keep a pretty slow burn. And I think that'll help it be a series that MAPPA can actually, like, um, control and take care of in a way mm-hmm. that won't burn people out. I hope. I, I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. Like, it it, it looks like it's going to be really good, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. But also, yeah, I, there there is, of course, the trepidation of just, I would like for this to exist without people having to fucking deal with the horror of making anime in 2021. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Just impossible. <sighs> um, all right, let's see here. Who should go? Um, all right, LV. Yeah, LV. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to talk about? Um, I guess you have some stuff from last season, or you have uh, Mars Red. Well, that is last season, I that guess, right? That was last season, yeah. Hmm. But I think I want to talk about Sunny Boy. I want to talk about something from this All season. Right, sure. Yeah, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. The Mars Red was definitely interesting, mm-hmm. but maybe at some point I'll talk about it in a later, later time. But Sunny Boy, wow, okay. Wow, uh, yeah, like, I, I wrote just, holy fuck, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm, I, I'm, like, flabbergasted. It... What a strange start. What a strange but uh, promising start. Um, it looked, it, it is exactly as weird as I thought it would be. Like, just from, like, the premise and all that. You know, and people keep making these comparisons to, like, you know, Drifting Classroom. And I'm like, you know, not, <laughs> Drifting Classroom did not, like, trademark the idea of, like, a school floating. You know, like, I, I, I'm not sure why. <laughs> is it, like, come on, please, please, please anime fans who has only seen the boss baby (laughs) please read and watch it oh my god um it makes more it's it's the image it's the image of the kid turning into the chair yeah yeah that sticks with you and you at least have it as a go-to that's my excuse for why i would say (laughs) oh this has drifting classroom vibes (laughs) yeah but yeah but anyway um People are making those comparisons because there's a there's a premise involved. It's it's basically the premise rolling around like these kids are stuck in their school building. Um, all of a sudden, it seems like it has just floated away and contorted into this other point of existence. Um, and a, a, a bunch of people have just disappeared in the building as well. Like they, they don't know how to get out. Like you know when they stick their hands out or look outside, it's nothing but like darkness. Like nothingness, black. Like you know, so, you know, like someone you know. In the first episode, when some people try to stick their hand on, nothing happens, but like there, it just feels like nothing, right? Um, the, I, the and I think the drifting classroom comparisons bother me more because, like, literally from the visuals alone, I it, they don't seem totally the same at all. Like, and again, I could be this could be me, like you know, this could be like, oh, actually, you know, pull the rug. But drifting classroom explicitly is like a disturbing horror story. It's like violent. It's graphic. It is known specifically for that author, mm-hmm. that manga, because like artwork is known for that stuff. Like this looks nothing like that. But um, to jump into what happens first, you know, before I talk about the visuals, which again, like this is a visual thing for me. Like a lot of the visuals are very strong for, in like some of the stuff I'm talking about today. Um, 
uh, yeah, it's 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 inherently a talking show. I think. I think this might be a talking show. I think this is going to be a dialogue heavy show where a lot of it's going to be more fil- like just you know waxing philosophical over any actual like crazy shit happening. I mean, crazy shit is happening, but um, the we're jumping. You know, I'm not I'm not sure about about character names. I'm not sure. Like you know, I'm not really like attached to anyone really yet. But like. Um, it's just jumping around between different like conversation pieces and, and characters like reacting to what's going on. And we see little snippets of like what happened before the school became the way it is and everyone disappeared except the group we are focusing on. But um they're they're trying to figure out like, oh, should we figure out like some sort of system to keep order around? They also, you know, it also turns out some of the kids like have powers and other other kids are not sure other kids are denying they have powers and you know there's definitely some sort of like tense aspect to it where you know there's there's definitely like gonna be manipulation at play or you know again it very much feels like more Lord of the Flies versus Dreaming Classroom you know again and like again Lord of the Flies is also like something referenced a lot as well you know just thinking about like survivalist stories involving kids involving non-adults and like what are they going to do in a situation like this are they gonna you know the questions of like is there actually an instinctual thing in humans are they going to resort to doing like animalistic you know like what is you know like again like those questions you will be you know be part of your discussions to the end of time um and this is another and sonia boys in our stereo where it's like exploring that with you know just again in anime form yeah, that's essentially the first episode. They're trying to like figure out like, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna create like a, a penalty system, like a punishment system if, if someone fucks around? Like, for instance, there's another character, like one of the characters' powers is literally he is able to just penalize people by like it's it's a little goofy to explain, but like he literally like you know c- calls someone out. It's like, hey, penalty, you know whatever, and then like a, a black literal arrow just slaps on their face like in a cartoonish way, and it just sucks. It just sticks on their face and doesn't go away until they finish out their punishment. Things like. Which usually seems to be things like just repeating a same action over and over until, like, it stops. So, you know, like, classic things of, like, oh, forced to write something over and over. Um, someone, yeah, and, you know, that was, like, one example that happens to someone. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it was pretty chaotic. Again, it just jumps around to, like, all these different things going on um, and doesn't necessarily focus on one person. Um, in time, quickly, it becomes clear that, like, for instance, the person with the penalty power seems to be taking, he seems to be going power hungry. And that's like already one problem that arises pretty quickly. And they're trying to figure out like, how do we, how do we deal with that? Like how now do we like deal with power vacuums and like people and the possibility of other students now just taking advantage of their superpowers. At some point, the main character is questioned whether or not he has superpowers and he denies it. He says like, no, I have nothing. I can't do anything. You know, I mean, while there's other kids who are just, like, messing around and not really thinking straight Again, like, high school kids, they're just going to fuck around. Like, hey, I'm going to just break the glass windows because I can and I can just do that, like, out of whim now. Or, like, or, yeah, like, other things like that. Um, and essentially the episode ends with them, like, overcoming this guy who has become a bully now, taking advantage, advantage of, like, his penalty power. And, um, and yeah, it just leads into, like, revealing, like, there's more at play here, you know, beyond the school, possibly, and all the other stuff. Um, it's less confusing, but mo- it's less confusing as opposed to it's definitely making me ask a lot of questions. And I think that's a good thing. It's it's not it's less about like, oh, there's like plot issues here compared to like some of the other stuff I mentioned earlier. But more like it's presented me all these questions that I want answers to. And that I think is very intriguing. Like, it's just very intriguing so far. And I think especially what lets me stay with this as opposed to being like, 
that made my brain hurt. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what happened here. Um, but but it, it's it's visuals. It has very striking visuals. It has this very cool flat style with very vibrant colors that is purposely, um, I think, referencing pop art because I think the designs are based on. Um, Hisashi Iguchi's work, who, who you know, if you may not recognize name, but that that his 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 character designs, especially like his pinup women illustrations, inspired things like, like the work of Satoshi Kon and like Yuasa's earlier work, especially with stuff like Perfect Blue. Like he has a very distinct art style where um, the line his line work is very clean, but the colors are really flat. Like he doesn't really shade, um, and his work is very inspired by pop art. Like I, I think a lot about like. Um, specifically um edward hopper like a lot of contemporary american artists were you know like again like uh, um like like artists like um i think he's american yeah like american uh, edward hopper who again like was a realist and you know famous for um the nighthawks painting where it's like these people sitting in like this diner and like it just the street is very empty and you know like like a lot of these paintings that have this very flat bright colors but they feel very lonely which is what I think mm-hmm. this anime is trying to achieve. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's very hard to describe visuals like this, especially if you're also not familiar with these artists. But yeah, Edward Hopper, David Hockney. David Hockney's earlier work, like he's kind of going nuts now because he's an old man and he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. But like David Hockney's early work, um, again, like they all do, they all use like flat colors and bright colors that don't seem realistic at all. If not, they seem intentionally toxic. Um, and they do all these scenes and still lives where it just feels very lonely. And that's what I get from the show, like the background art specifically, and combined with the flat characters, like it does a really great effect that kind of makes you feel nauseous. Well, not to say I didn't feel that way, but it, it definitely feels wrong. But at the same time, my eyes are being pulled into it. And I, I really don't know if they really thought that through. And I don't know, but that's just something that rung in my head as an art history freak. Where I was like, oh, okay. I mean, like the, like the immediately, immediately after seeing the backgrounds, like, wow, it looks like a David Hogney. I don't know. Like, it, it, I think it, I think it was very intentional. And I don't know. I'm very, this, this series is very promising. Like, it, it just, it just seems like there's like a lot to open up here that. You know, unfortunately to reference something cursed, but I feel like Wonder Egg Priority did, it was trying to do something like this of what this might be doing. And again, this could, this could go sideways too. Like, again, this is only the first episode I'm talking about, but this is also similarly doing a a, a similar thing where it's trying to tackle something deeper that, but this time I don't feel as unsure about it. I I think it's going to go an interesting direction. Um, I think the director is, um, Natsume Shingo, he did, he directed Akka. Aka 13. Um, he, but he's mostly been an animator for things like, again, Yuasa's work. So he's, it seems like, yeah, there's like a lot, I think there's a lot of trust in this, I think. <laughs> like, actually, especially in the visual department. Like, this is, there's definitely, like, I, I really like, like, those connections over, like, okay, here are some established names that this person has worked with or, like, has familiarity with. So I don't know. But yeah, it, it, this seems like more like a philosophical show. I think I think like for anyone who likes avant-garde anime, again, like stuff like Shaft's work, for instance, um, this might be something for you. I don't again, and just here, I don't think it's going to go to direction people like to compare it to Drifting Classroom, for instance. You know, <laughs> yeah, if you really want Drifting Classroom, like Higurashi's like sequel is going on right now. Like that's that's like that's yeah, what you can do. It's still going, yeah. yeah. It's still going. It's yeah. It's I don't know. If, I don't know if this will be the closure for this arc, but yeah. But yeah, uh, this yeah, 
really caught my eye. What's even more intriguing about it is to emphasize the loneliness as well is there was no music in this episode whatsoever until the end, until the end credits. Um, there was no hmm. opening either. It was very eerie. It just sort of jumps in, in Meteor Res too. It just jumps into like the kids talking about like stuff and like all these issues. And it doesn't really show the buildup to what happened until later on in a small flashback. Um, it's a very quiet show where it's just all dialogue. Again, I, I don't know if that will change. I don't know if there will be a theme song, but I'm, the themes are really apparent up front. You know, it's like, oh, okay. I know what, I know what this is trying to do. Um, I kind of like it. I want to know more. Um, and yeah, like, again, this, this is a potentially, this is a, this, this is an original anime that has potential. And I hope it, I hope it stays on a steady path as weird as it will get. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. I'll uh, check that I'll out check now. That out. Cause yeah, uh, genuinely I hadn't heard of it at all. So yeah. Yeah. yeah we only saw it as a, like, when we were looking at the season charts, it was the visual, but I remember the description being very bare, too, right? It didn't have... I didn't, yeah, it was, very bare It, it was one of those that didn't have much. Yeah. Well, I'll check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, am, am I the only one watching Arima this season? I mean, I need to am catch up. <laughs> yeah, you do yeah, need to I, catch up. I do need I'm to catch up. I'm big behind on Irma. Oh, man. It's, it's Johnny hasn't even started, right? <laughs> I still, I still need to catch up from season one. So you didn't finish the what? finale, yeah. so we were like still careful about. Right, I remember we yep. talked around. Oh my god, yeah, you're fine. Y'all can spoil whatever the hell. It's been long enough. It's my own damn fault. Y'all can talk about whatever I'm you want to talk about. It's fine. No, there's um, a lot of there's a lot of stuff also spilling in from last season that. Um, where it's like I haven't resumed it, like Tokyo Revengers, for instance, like entering, yeah, like like I haven't touched yeah. it because I'm just trusting it's still there. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, this is it. <laughs> but for some reason, yeah. stuff that finished, I'm like, I need to finish this. But stuff that's ongoing, mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I can, I don't know, just something about that for some reason. Back. Like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I've been keeping up with your. <laughs> um, yeah. How are you feeling? The last about two it? episodes have been really good. So the last episode, or well, two episodes ago, was um, they they they're on summer vacation, or right going heading into summer vacations right after midterms, and uh, the uh, opera the the little butler uh, tells the grandfather that he has to torture uh, Caligo, Irma's teacher, the grumpy guy. By forcing him to go visit every student's home, um, and it's just—it's not like a, a majorly compelling episode or anything. It's very fillery, but it's extremely just watching this man suffer while also <laughs> being like, you know, like being forced to be like, okay, I actually care about everyone, which is that's what I like to see. I love to see grumpy men suffer and admit that they love people. Um, they when he goes to Clara's house. There is something specifically deranged, though, which is Clara has a normal brother who is <laughs> oh, normal. Oh, yeah. Because he. While all the rest are doing their nightmare singing and everything. Yeah. And Caligo is like, what the fuck is wrong with him? And she just goes, <laughs> one of those just gets born every once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, right. He was he was an unknown character, like Austin, right? They only showed him as a silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, when they were like, she, like I remember, like I forgot what episode, like what the concept was, but she was talking about her family or, he was or the narrator was talking about her family, 
and they would show the family portraits all about like the brother was in the silhouette and the father is just unknown like I, like the father is completely unknown <laughs> in yeah. terms of what in terms of like is he even a demon is he something else or like what you know is he dead like unclear father completely unclear but the brother was explicitly like a silhouette like just not not loaded in Oh my gosh, the brother's um, revealed, I said. I guess that's Yeah, exciting. and he's fucked up. He's fucked, he's up. fucked up because he's oh, normal. Because he's normal. He's normal. <laughs> yeah, he's normal. He's completely normal while they're all doing like their singing and everything and dancing around. <laughs> um uh Asmodeus's house was also good because his entire family is like emotionally devastated because all he talks about is Irama every day, all day. And his butler who's like his dad i guess basically is just like it's good that he's he's really breaking out of his shell but i worry because it's all he does every day every day he just comes home and he goes irima did the most amazing thing today you won't believe it and then talks about it for three hours and i'm really worried about him (laughs) he's just like he's there and he's just like i don't think there's anything wrong with that it's normal and the teacher's like unfortunately i agree it's normal everyone's like what the fuck um but yeah that episode's just resolved by he goes to irama's house and then opera's there and opera was like a bully in his school days or whatever uh caligo school days and opera wore a uh a sailor sailor girl shirt with just like slacks and a like boys jacket and i thought that that ruled um since that's a character they only use with with uh they pronouns which i think is pretty good Mm um yeah like uh, i was just on comment the subs have been consistent with that i noticed i think yeah but uh yeah uh it's revealed that uh, opera just wants to torture caligo for the rest of his life and just make him cry (laughs) i guess which is really deranged but you know whatever that was just a really weird episode. It was cute, though. It was nice. Then it went to the real insane episode, okay? Which is, Irma goes to Disney World mm-hmm. in hell, <laughs> right? In the demon world, which is called, like, Wally World or something. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but he goes there, and he's just having a normal, you know, vacation episode. You know, little bits. He's going around the amusement park. He's so stoked because he's never been to one everyone's like damn well this is great we're just gonna spend a nice time with him and then three quarters of the way of the episode all of a sudden fucking i forget who says it but a character just goes it's crazy that all of this is fueled by prison labor and they just like zoom out from the Disney World castle zone that they're in and it's on a mountain and at the bottom of the mountain there is just a prison and it's just like we just force these guys to just like funnel all of their souls into orbs to fuel the amusement park. And Irima's like, wow, that's crazy. And then they go to the prison and the prison people are like, we're going to blow up the entire park. I'm sick. I'm done with this. And the twisted guy from season one is there and he's twisted. And I was oh just sitting God. there like, why are they doing this? What is what is this bit? They were like they couldn't find a way to naturally integrate like conflict into Irama because it's been so long since there's been conflict that they were just like, here's what happens. Uh Disney World's prison labor, which, you know, 
apt social commentary, right? But yeah, whoa, Iruma went there. <laughs> yeah, but like it's still like, like what's going on? Why, why is this happening? Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, Irma is still great. I really do recommend it. I think the characters they have introduced have been fun. Irma has uh, another person who knows he's a human. That's been fun. Uh, who's like this? He's he's a cryptozoologist teacher. So he thinks humans <laughs> aren't real or whatever. And then he's just like Irma tells him and he faints and stuff. And he's just this big burly guy. It's really good. Um, he's a great character. Uh, I think it's just a good show. Dark. I wish Dark Irama had stayed though. Dark Irama was really, really good because it wasn't like he was evil, evil. It was like he was just like normal. Because Irama's like a little pushover, you know. Like he'll do whatever. He's always just like, ah, oh, jeez. And like, there's an appeal to that. Don't get me wrong. But Dark Irama is like a cool, <laughs> like devil man type. He he's basically like exactly how people idealize him you know you know or everyone yeah. you know or everyone's like oh well i love you he's everyone you know everyone has a crush on him that's like technically what they probably see him as like in their head compared to how he actually is where he's just like oh he's like very sweet very innocent pure boy but meanwhile they like think he's like a sex god or something and that's yeah. actually what that is <laughs> that is very much then, the, yeah, the direction yeah. that Asmodeus has gone this season. Let me yeah. tell you, that is just every episode he is getting. In- there is this episode after the evil part that I really liked, which was uh, after the evil Irem arc happened and he turned back to normal. Asmodeus and Clara are just glued to his arms for like the entire next two episodes and everyone's trying <laughs> to pull them off of him. And they're like, we're worried he's going to become twisted again. <laughs> we need to just stay on him and make Which sure is he's just not puberty. twisted. Puberty for demons, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I um, love it. Yeah, this well, is well, no, it's like a hormonal cycle yeah. or something. Oh it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love it. This is our series where everyone just loves each other, or at least loves Iruma. Yeah, this is like, no, which that, reminds that was... me, like I haven't, I haven't started Villainous Cedar. I'm kind of behind. I haven't started Villainous Season. Oh yeah, but that, yeah, an ex- another yeah. example of that. <laughs> yeah, that one's good too. Um, yeah. If you can believe it, it's the exact same. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, expect any less. <laughs> I wonder, my only concern with Villainous is really just if I will go insane from how stupid Katarina Klaus is. <laughs> she is so <laughs> fucking stupid. Uh, I really like, there's there's one scene in episode two, I think, of uh, Villainous where it's just like, uh, the girl who's like super insane for her, with the brown hair, and um, her brother are like like going feral in front of her basically over her and then she's just like oh my god they're dating and they just turn to her immediately and go why are you so stupid what's wrong with you why are you so dumb no never not even once and it was just like wow um but yeah uh Good stuff. Highly recommend Irama. Just saying, like Elvie said, the appeal is really that they, they all love each other. They're all nice to each other. There's some twisted people, but, you know, they find a way. Uh, I think this has been really good, too, just because they've given a lot of development to the class that Irama is in. All those twisted little guys. Um, and not in a way that feels like, here's the episode for this character. Just in a way that really naturally worked, I think. Um... They do just have that that tall blonde 
one just hanging out all the time going hi and that's all she does there, yeah uh, I don't know what to which I can her. respect but yeah good for her I don't know she's doing her best um <laughs> but yeah uh that's that's me that's me uh Mar- Aquatope I've actually seen this too uh I watched the first episode anyway uh what do you think of this yeah, so the Aquatope on White Sand, uh, PA Works' newest series, uh, has just had its second episode out at the time of recording, and I like it so far. I think it's definitely gearing itself up to be the slice-of-life slow-burn drama of the season, and I appreciate the way that it wants to go about that so far, so... To give a bit of a background, the series focuses on uh, Kukuru and Fuka, two different uh, young women who are just going about different uh, things. Kukuru is working at her grandparents' aquarium in Okinawa, and uh, for unspecified reasons in the first episode, but, you know, immediately brought up in episode two, there's a chance that the aquarium, just due to, like, declining... uh, rates of just like customers and just like a lot of things going uh just a little bit south in terms of just engagement there's a chance that uh, her grandpa is deciding to just close up shop uh let the animals get some proper enclosures and setups elsewhere and just retire entirely so for this summer she's choosing to be the director and be like okay i want to find out how we can still get some life in here i want to try and just get us a big push and get things going Fuka is actually a uh, former idol who had just recently graduated, and uh, so moving from Tokyo back to Okinawa, and by chance has managed to just, like, find herself in a position where her paths cross with Fuka, or, sorry, Fuka's path crosses with Kukuru in a way where it's kind of like, I kind of gave up on my shit, but I see that you have something that you staunchly want to, like, believe on and cling to that... I want to help you out as best I can, and I want to see how this, if it ends or if it continues, I want to be there to see how that pans out, because you have something that I feel like I've missed out on, and I want to cling on to that in some capacity. It's very interesting to see the character dynamic so far, and in episode two, there's definitely a focus on just like how much that, it, I think it does a good job of like bridging the... um immediate necessity of like what Kukuru needs and what Fuka is wanting to provide and like the uh the, they do the whole like first uh day on the job bit and you find out like okay with Fuka as a former idol like that's all she knows that's not really adept for the um duty of having to help out at an aquarium and having to work with wildlife and like immediately the first um hang up is like Hey, why did you paint your nails? We work at an aquarium. You can't have, like, anything done up. You gotta go take care of that right now. Or else this is gonna go south. And so she gets that set up. She tries to feed the penguins. It goes horribly. (laughs) gets fucked up. It, like, literally gets bit by the penguins. Yeah. And in that, uh whole chaos Kruger's just like dude why the fuck did I hire you are you serious about this or not I need you to commit to this if you can't commit then I need you to get out and at the very least um there are people who uh, like the other characters that are rounding out this show um one of them being the uh I think Karin is her name 
working on just like the tourism board entirely, like has sort of been a guide for Fuka and is sort of just like, yeah, you know, look at it from her perspective. There's a chance that the aquarium is going to close. There's a lot of pressure to just like keep things going. If there's what even looks like an, if there's a chance of what looks like a hiccup coming on the horizon, that that's just an added stress that even at someone on their best days, like could not be able to handle. And so there's at least an incident that happens where it's kind of just like um, Fuka is able to do it. Or there's some guys that come by and are like, hey, you know, like, you, you could just buy us off or like, we'll, we'll buy the accordion from you. It's all good. And Cougar is kind of just like, no, I don't want you to do that. Fuck off. And as they're heading out, they kind of just mess up this handmade aquarium sign for, yeah, this handmade sign for the aquarium that Kukuru worked on. And Fuka sees that, and they're kind of just like, oh, we could replace it, we could buy it, and literally just sprays them with water going like, if you can't see the quality in that, fuck off. Get get out of here. You're shit. You ain't hot shit. <laughs> and so th- that at least like is the step forward for the both of them, recognizing like, okay, if we're going to be in this, we're going to be in this for the long run. And I, I appreciate it. You know, I, I I think the initial trailer for this presented a lot more of uh, the, the theme for this episode, that quality WLW content. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to get there entirely by the end, but I'm interested to at least see how that relationship goes. And I'm also just really excited to hang out with the rest of the characters. It seems fun. It seems chill. Like, there's a really good scene in the uh, first episode where Fuka, it looks like she's going to get conned by a fortune teller. And as, like, the read is going on, uh, she just happens to say, like, well, how did you end up in this setup? And literally in, like, the ten minutes that were supposed to be for her fake fortune, uh, the teller's just like, oh, my God, let me tell you, because there's been some shit. My husband left me. I'm raising a child all my own. Like, shit's tough, but, you know, fuck him. I'm doing me. And good honor for that and eventually she's kind of just like no you know what you're chill let me actually provide you with like a uh, reading and that should hopefully give you some guidance and you know leaves her with the phrase that um you meet somebody once you're uh friends for life and i think that is definitely uh an okinawa insane and that is actually a phrase that originates from okinawa and is something that really is like reflected whenever people mention the area and so I'm excited to see that brought into the anime where, yeah, you know, like people are meeting by chance and people are meeting by just say uh, the opportunity to do so. And it, off the bat, like wanting to make an impression that will last a lifetime. And so I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I think it's in the uh, it's that thread of just warm content that I've been following this year since Hero Camp. And I think this is leading me on a solid trail. So I haven't seen episode two, but I did really like the stuff that I saw in episode one. The vibes were very good. Um, yeah. The, the vibes in general of her sleeping on the beach, wandering around. This nice. Um, I know I complained about Scarlet Nexus being washed out, but this is washed out in a good way. I think that really matches mm-hmm. their emotional state, their ideas. Um, the uh, yeah, that was something I was wondering about. Even just from episode one, it was like the how actually gay will it be but i don't think i would mind if it isn't honestly because Mm -hmm. um i think if you know if the girls just have some good chemistry i'm all for that you know if they're just you know yeah cool it's cool um i 
am interested to see like how far they go with this concept because listen we have seen save the school save the x you know like a million times um but i i if they go like into like the more minutiae of aquariums and stuff like that, I would be happy. That's sort of like what I liked about the fishing uh, breakwater, right? Uh, which I mean, more comical than mm-hmm. this, but that was very much like they went hard in on fishing. Yeah, because so like, they actually showed cooking cool. with it too. Yeah, like, how do you prepare? Yeah, they showed like cooking the fish. It? How do you do how it? How do you actually yeah. open a shelf? You know, like mud fishing. Yeah. <laughs> they went into that <laughs> right. stuff, like. They went all the way yeah. in, yeah. yeah. Like that was cool, and yeah, a place like, further than the universe. Like part of the appeal was that oh, they yeah. actually did just go in on the <laughs> on That's the like true. actual adventure to the Arctic. Hell, even Eurocamp. Like for as yeah. much like uh, of it is just like cute girls hanging out. Like you do get some pretty solid tips about <laughs> how to go to camp. So much is that every episode has to go. Please be safe. Do not fuck up. Please be safe. <laughs> This this one needs to have warnings. It's like, do not try to feed a penguin. They will oh fuck God, you yeah. up. That is what we are they, trying to convey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they they go in. I've actually fed a penguin before, <gasps> and it was actually fine. But I might have just had a nice experience. <laughs> yeah, you um, met a nice yeah, one. She she wasn't. She, yeah, yeah Fuka Fuka was timid. She wasn't. She she didn't present the right aura for the penguins. You're right. Okay. Yeah. They sense bad vibes. I'm sure. I, I will say there aura. is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on the subject of vibes, you know, there, there is a bit of magic realism to the series as well so far. Yeah. There is a unspoken deity that's sort of just hanging out, wandering about. Uh, I'm interested to see how that imagery comes along as the series goes on as well. Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't know if they would expand upon that or if it was just supposed to be like a one-off little bit. Um, that first episode where they're like, you saw it, didn't you? And I was like... um yeah yeah um yeah uh all right um i guess if you want to talk about your last thing john and then we could wrap it up that would be probably a decent clip i guess so yeah i mean i barely even have anything to talk about with this show i I watched i watched two episodes of that Rumichi onisan show Mm -hmm. Which is the show about the like millennial gymnast dude who is on a children's TV show and he's very depressed, but he's also scary looking, so everyone is afraid of him. And I just explained the entire show right there. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole. That is the whole thing. It's just jokes about that, about how he's scary looking and mean and also exhausted, and he's depressed because he's a millennial. It sucks. It, no, it doesn't suck. I'm being too mean. Wow, okay. It's just it's just boring. It's nothing. It's the same thing over yeah. and over. Like I watched two episodes and I was like, alright, that's it. We're good. I've seen enough. I've seen this whole show. I've watched two episodes. I've seen the whole show. There's not going to be anything else to it after this. Yeah, it's like one joke. And that's that, yeah. yeah. It is one joke, yeah. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see what I, what I live in real life. Right, right. No. I don't need to see. I don't need to see. I'm depressed, and also I have really bad resting bitch face. So everyone thinks that I'm going to kill them. It's it's not good, and I, I I don't like. You know, I don't I don't like having to sit there and see it. Um, 
Very boring. Very Tragic. boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Damn. not like that was the one we were hyped for or anything. So no. Yeah, yeah I remember we were reading about. It. I was like, ah, oh, this is this is the same. Just maybe one joke, this one twisted joke, stuff. One joke. Yeah. I, I'm I'm genuinely curious about like. What are what's the recurring thing in Japanese comedy tradition? I feel like this sort of cynical humor is also not com. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not again. I'm not familiar with like what is because this is stuff you would see constantly in sketch comedy in America, for instance. Like okay, this is an overplayed thing. Like mm-hmm. this cynical type of humor. That's that's this has been done already for like years and years, especially in recent times. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if like if this is stuff at all tackled in in Japanese comedy. So maybe that maybe this is unique to in to to that crowd but again it could be wrong but yeah it's it's, it's a played sure, out thing maybe. for us for sure oh extremely yeah and again we yeah. live it so <laughs> that's about sensei was pretty funny well yeah that's true yeah well that's about sensei is probably a lot i mean not probably it has a lot more work than yeah and that's a deeply exaggerated yeah. something like um yeah Kikushi goto even probably oh yeah yeah work put into it um yeah yeah um you know one one little thing i can say is that uh the they they got rid of one of the one jokes in slime anime finally uh which is that oh, the they did. big boob woman can't cook it's done she can cook now she can cook she can cook congratulations yeah. you know what when she that's... died she learned how to cook <laughs> well that's fine See, I do that too. Yeah, just just die for a little. I bit. got reincarnated. Yeah, you know, you I, <laughs> I got reincarnated into being yeah, a good. Yeah, I got reincarnated as a chef. <laughs> I'm I'm all here for some uh, some self improvement. Yeah, that's yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. Uh, that show is just great ever since Feldor is around the dragon now, because he's just in like a big himbo body and all he does is go walk around and laugh mm. and say that Rimuru is his sword friend his Hell yeah. bosom buddy things of that nature and everyone's like alright cool hell yeah the last three episodes have just been all politics which is the part where slime is fun Okay, um, where they're like oh good job Rimuru killing whatever 20,000 soldiers that definitely didn't cause an international incident thanks um yeah it's fun enjoying it enjoying it enjoying it again as i said with the first half even though it had some problems enjoying it a lot more than the ending of season one mm-hmm. a lot more still no slime diaries though that was really really good that was really really good but i think that might have been the recharge i needed to keep going you know that mm-hmm. needed, that was like the yeah Hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, just fun. Um uh, Alright. Uh do we have anything we needed to read? Any questions or whatever? Uh so we did have one uh statement um from Natalie that is just why must we be cursed with Ilulu? It's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. You really gotta wonder, right? Why did he do it? Why did he make this character? Why did he, like, did he get bored? And he was like, I just need to make the most insane shit possible. Because I just he's need a to make fucking the worst pervert. Shit. That's why. Like, but not this like, is, like, beyond not the like, pale. 
Not like a funny, like, oh, how we call each other perverts for liking. No, he's a literal pervert. Yeah. yeah I, just, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting to see how this high school kid gets into the play. I'm terrified. I'm terrified as soon as I, I saw that I'm, in the opening. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. I want to know what the setup is. And I'm at least cautious about what that's supposed to look like. Because from what I can gather, I guess she also works part-time at a Konbini, but also, I don't know. We'll see. I don't fucking know. She should work the, part-time they, at prison. I, I feel prison. like they really... Is it just me? Or have they, like, really upped up, like, the fucking boob animation? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they've really gone overboard with it. It was not... I mean, it wasn't out of place in the first season. It was pretty common, but it was not yeah, this it was bad. There, but they did not yeah. have the sound effects for anyone but Lukoa, I think, in season one, mm. pretty much. But now it's like... Every time yeah. anyone moves. Um, the thing that was striking me about this season is all the rotoscoping that happens mm. randomly. Mm. Yeah. It is very jarring. The first... Like, the the first skit in, like, the first episode, I, I felt like I was having an aneurysm with, like, the pacing. In the first episode, what was the first skit? The Maid Cafe stuff? Oh, yeah. The, it was insane, there was just, yeah. There was just something about it. Things were not lining up. To, like, there were some weird cuts. There were some weird delivery. Like, I... The... I, I do not know how to pinpoint it, but, like, I, the rest of the episode was fine, but just that first part, I was gonna just, like, I, I feel anxious watching this, and I don't know <laughs> why. Like, th this is just supposed to be a fun joke about Toru getting, like, uh, work at a maid cafe, but I do not feel comfy. <laughs> Oomphy, I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, you had right to be scared with the ending of that episode, but, Yeah. 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 Uh, Here's the thing that gets me is they set up these bits that should ostensibly have the room for, you know, fun little bits, cute little bits or whatever. And then they don't really do anything with them. And then they just have this completely out of nowhere insano shit like a Lulu happen. And then that's their quote unquote joke. That's their like bit to do. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you know what actually made me go insane in the first episode? What made you it go insane in the first episode, Rose? Okay, it might have been the second episode. I think it was the first episode. No, it was or the first the episode. Second episode. Yeah, whichever. Where they call the kid on the phone. Oh, yeah. Our Luke was on the phone, rather, is what I mean. That, yeah. okay. And, and the kid's just playing his recorder. And she's just doing a weird sexy dance to the recorder. And... Every time he looks over, she stops dancing, and I'm just like, why is this happening? What's the joke? Is the joke just that she has an ass? She does, she has Help an ass. Help me. Help me. That's not a joke, that's serious business. I'm gonna kick this guy's ass. <laughs> also, when they called that kid, and then he was like, I always know where she is, and had, like, a disturbed look on his face, and I was like, what yeah. does that mean? Yeah. What put me in the mean? show. Just just put me in the show. I I can I can take care of it. It's fine. I can I can fix Luqua. <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think it's possible well, at this stage. 
the the fixing is just being able to go yeah okay <laughs> yeah that'll fix not... it you got it <laughs> yeah just going like oh yeah looks good on you good job <laughs> just positive affirmation and <sighs> not getting flustered that's how i save the luko a bit we just hang out playing switch I get, I get her into the Trails of Cold Steel series, <laughs> is what I do. Yeah, Lukoa needs a gamer arc, just like Fafnir. Yeah. Exactly. They're, we're going to fix everyone oh, in Kobayashi man. by making them all gamers. That's, that's how we're Oh, <laughs> remember when Fafnir plays Dark Souls? That was really good. Season, that's like the best yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life, when they made the fake PS1 Dark Souls that he's playing. That was like unreal to me that is like what i want to see in this season and i am not seeing i am seeing the wrong kind of unreal which is a lulu with her giant boobs making sim hands for herself <laughs> that I was like pretty good animal crossing yeah. hands animal I guess crossing rather, hands. Yeah. Yeah. that was the pretty good animal crossing hand was good that was pretty that was good fucked up. it was fucked up but i liked it it was funny <sighs> When it got further into the drug, I'm like, eh, all right. I like, I would have liked the delivery just being like, I don't know, it just do, it just go. <laughs> Explain less to me. That's what makes it funnier. Mm-hmm. Here's what I don't understand. Toru's later in one episode. So at the beginning of the second episode, Kobayashi says, "Why would you hurt a child?" And the guy agrees that Ilulu is a child. And then when they get back to the house, Toru's like, "Ilulu's the same age as me. Why is she acting like a child?" And I'm like, "That's a great question." Why? I don't know. God. Okay. I, I made the illusion. I, I just got to say, you know. Yeah, yeah go uh, ahead. <laughs> fucking. I, I, I made the illusion to it earlier. Uh, Ilulu, pink hair. Uh, new girl in Shinibio, pink hair. What's what's the difference? They're the same character. You're absolutely right, actually. <laughs> you're, you're literally completely right. You're literally so right. You have no idea. What's, that was the character I didn't the like in the second one, too. Where it just has to show up and shake everything up. Could you imagine if Azusa was like insane in K-On? Like Azusa shows up at the end of season one and is just like completely deranged. Just... You're kind of, I mean, maybe. No. <laughs> Look. I know I just sold you on it, didn't I? Yeah. Like Azusa's a serial killer or something. No, and like just, just like off the it. shits. Azusa's the imposter. <laughs> yeah, well, here's I the problem. You can't do that with K-On because Mugi is already the imposter. Mm. She's already the twisted one who steals people's strawberries. Mugi got her th- her strawberry stolen. That was not her. No, Mugi stole it from Mio. I think Mugi's <laughs> the one with the Mugi's the one with the eyebrows, yes, eyebrows. right? Yeah, Mugi Pickle stole it from Mio. She got she got it stolen. She got it stolen from her. That was the whole thing. I remember because I remember seeing her crying. That was that was Mugi who got the strawberry stolen from her. Oh, look, oh, look, I put that in the in the channel. You can see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Damn. She's a villain. Okay, she is I'm a sorry. Villain. <laughs> Breaking news. News posting. <laughs> Wasted. You can't trust someone um, with pickled radish eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't. That's so true. I was going to say that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Her I, eyebrows aren't even real. Yeah. Are they like nori sheet eyebrows? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yui eats them. <laughs> fucked up. It is fucked up. Kaon's fucked up. 
I'm it's sorry, good, everyone. Though. I'm sorry, everyone, for for misremembering Kaon. How dare you? I'm sorry. John is canceled. <laughs> canceled. Don't even know who Mio Akiyama is. What the fuck? I don't. I have. I haven't fucking watched <laughs> Kaon. Okay. I'm sorry. You're forgiven. It's okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> you know who's not forgiven? Gainax. <gasps> who produced the anime Fanny and Stocking at Gardenfell that we are watching for the next episode of the podcast. Uh, they're not forgiven because they did a lot of <laughs> terrible things. Yes. Mm. Uh, and that's why they don't own Fanny and Stocking anymore. Taking away from them like a toy. Um, yep. It was. I'm very curious to see what how Trigger will handle the rights for the stuff going forward. By they- doing nothing with it. You see, I'd think that, but they have been oddly proactive with a lot of stuff in a way All that right. I wouldn't... Like, they have already done some Gurren Lagan stuff recently, is what I mean. Um, nice. So I'd be nice. curious to see, maybe they get that stuff... Maybe they actually, you know, license out the Gurren Lagan movies. <laughs> so they're watchable <laughs> instead of the series. Um, but yeah, um, so we're watching that for next time. Um. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/VGCC. Three dollars gets you episodes one week early. Um, and you can suggest a show for us to watch on the Patreon. We will be doing a patron pick next time, so get them in if you want. Yes. Uh, we will be picking one. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, yeah, unless anyone else has anything else we need to say that isn't related to Dragon Me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I guess we're good. Um, thank you all for joining me, as always. Wonderful time. Um, and uh, we'll see you all next time for another episode of Unlimited Braille Works. See ya. Me, since I got beat.